This is Anna and welcome to my podcast called Sustainability Explored. This is the episode number four, if I'm not mistaken, and today I want to talk to you about corporate policy. Why would a company have a corporate policy or otherwise called a code of conduct? Uh, specifically on this podcast and in general in my uh, profession, I explore things through the prism of environmental, social, climate issues. So today I want to talk to you about the corporate policy that integrates environmental and social issues into it. The policy of an organization is a mirror um, of its commitments towards whatever the company deems to be right and wrong, obviously focusing on the right things. The corporate policy focusing on environmental, climate, social uh, things shows the commitments towards the sustainable present and future, of course. It is a framework or a statement of uh, the leaders of the company about what is considered good and bad by the company. To put it simply, it's a set of rules, a guide that helps the company to navigate the troubled waters of the ever-changing business environment. The policy statement is a sound and clear voice of the CEO or board that communicates the values of the organization. It should be clear and simple, written by a human for a human. By that I mean it is equivalent to saying it shall not be technical, not boring, to navigate through. Some companies or organizations do have a code of conduct. There is no need to radically change and write a new policy from scratch. It is wise to expand the existing code, the existing statement, to align with internationally recognized environmental and social standards, such as, as we have already touched in previous um, episodes, uh, the IFC performance standards for environmental and social responsibility, for issues relevant to the field of business of the company in question. Support of senior management is without any doubt a key component of the policy matter. Sometimes approval from the board of directors is needed, sometimes commitment to a new or updated environmental and social ideas policy might require a change in behavior of workers, contractors and suppliers. Uh, but believe me, the effort is totally worth it. Experts agree that to create a lasting change, senior management must be committed to the effort. And to demonstrate commitment even internally at the board level, the awareness and importance of the environmental and social issues must, must be regularly communicated, discussed and rotated, so to say, consistently and constantly. It is also a good practice to make the policy of environmental and social responsibility publicly available online and downloadable. That would show that the organization is serious and transparent and is ready to be held accountable for its own commitments and further planned actions. On top of it, a sound shortened version of the basic, most important statements outlining values with specific regard towards environmental and social concerns wouldn't harm. Ideally, 
The shortened version should be distributed to every employee so that they all know, understand and share the same values and ethical standards. For the employer, policy has a hidden value, hidden added value. According to the Deloitte research on corporate social responsibility, when making a decision on job placement, 70% of millennials took into account the contribution of the company to social and environmental responsibility. Do you see now why having a sound corporate policy with an emphasis on environmental and social issues, of course, is such an asset? This is the way to engage and retain a new and large cast of talents, those who care, people who care. Time invested into crafting such a policy is also time investing invested into identifying the blind spots, the company's or organization's issues. Addressing them directly is a strategy that pays off sooner or later, but it always does. So if you are curious to develop an environmental and social corporate policy for your own company, there is a very useful checklist of points to cover and expand on, carefully pre-made for you. The checklist uh, developed by the um, IFC again, and that can be found in the Environmental and Social Management System Toolkit, uh, has a checklist to develop the own uh, company's policy. So the issues that are covered in that checklist are the following. Environment, or a section where environmental laws and regulations, the commitment of the company towards greenhouse gas emissions, <clears throat> consideration of uh, recover, reuse, treatment and proper disposal of waste are covered. Another section covers labor and working commissions, uh, conditions, sorry, or uh, human resource policies. So it contains the document documented labor policies and procedures, working conditions in terms of employment, protection for migrant, contract or temporary workers, the right to organize, um, for workers to organize themselves into the workers' organizations, um, retrenchment, uh, child labor, even minimal age for employment, conditions for engagement of young workers. Also, your company may want to state their position on forced labor, as well as occupational health and safety um, conditions. Uh, supply chain, why not? The third big component is community health, safety and security. So uh, there in this section, you can go further into consumer product safety, health and safety of the public related to the company's activities. Um, downstream impacts related to uh, waste disposal, wastewater disposal, um, transportation or disposal of hazardous waste. Of course, this is very much so that the checklist expands on a very global level, but your company uh, and your own policy will only reflect the industry-specific issues um, related to whatever your company does. Um, including security personnel, including your uh, future potential relationship with the community your company operates in, and so on and so forth. 
Uh, as I have said, the source for this checklist is carefully and uh, carefully and with love prepared for you is the IFC checklist for developing a company policy statement that can be found in the Environmental and Social Management System Toolkit. Uh, policy is the number one document. It's something that outlines the path there is a framework that is uh, stating the commitments of the leaders of the or leader or the board of the company and sets a tone to all the rest to all the management plans to the to everything that goes beyond this umbrella called the policy the good examples um, to name a few the high rank policies i would really recommend to look at uh, in order to get a taste of what I'm talking about here, um, are the following. This is the IFC uh, policy statement. Um, Benpe Paribas, um, the French group of uh, banks. European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. Uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, OPIC uh, and, and NEFCOM. Nordic Environmental Fund. Sorry, Nordic Environmental Environment Finance Corporation, um, an international institution established in nineties in in ninety actually, by the five Nordic countries. Uh, yeah, so check out those uh, policies, find what resonates with you, but don't let the complexity of the best examples scare you off. Let them be your uh, your role model, your highest standard, but remember what is the most important is to take the first step and shape the policy to the scale and nature of your organization. It doesn't matter how slowly you go, as long as you don't stop. So don't get scared, don't get discouraged, and also don't stop in your journey towards sustainability. This is the end of the episode number four on corporate policy with integrated environmental and social concerns and views and uh, stay tuned you will hear me in a week with a new episode on stakeholder engagement and the importance of knowing your stakeholders but that that let's leave it to next week before i say a final goodbye for now um there is a very important message that I promised to pass on with the podcast today. Uh, the message is for Adrian. My answer is yes. Goodbye. See you. Hear you next week.